Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. It finishes Manchester City 2, Nottingham Forest 0. Welcome to the Player Ratings. Morning, evening or night. Hope you guys are doing well and welcome to the player ratings, which using the footballing cliche, well, it was a game of two halves. A very interesting game, a boring first half in terms of Man City were just Man City doing their thing. And they seem to, after they got their second goal, just take the foot off the gas and call it a day. And Forrest really did not lay a glove of them in the first half. The first goal, I think I think the tone was set for me in the first minute, giving away a silly free kick from Bolly on the edge of the box. And then from then, Man City just pressed forward and forward, moved their whole team up the pitch. And Forrest weren't closing them down. They were just giving them space to run where they wanted to. And then the goal for me came from that issue that Forrest weren't closing them down, but Tavares was atrocious. He had no idea where his man was, Kyle Walker behind him, and then Foden with a neat finish in the near post. Not too much that Turner could do about it. Second goal. Uh, what was the second goal? I can't even remember now. Okay, it's Haaland. Poor defending across the back. When the cross came in, he was completely unmarked. But then, but then nothing happened for the rest of that first half. No real massive chances for Man City. Forrest went in 2-0 at halftime. And then the game turned very early in that second half when Rodri put his arms around Morgan Gibbs-White's throat. Now, he didn't strangle him, but you don't raise your arms around a player like that and not expect to get sent off unless, of course, you're at Old Trafford. And then we saw Forrest come to life. And then we saw a great, great second half. I thought Dominguez was absolutely brilliant in this game. When Montiel came on, he was brilliant as well. There was loads of really good, really good, both team and individual performances in that second half. And I thought Dominguez just controlled that midfield. But we'd never really created 
<coughs> excuse me, a cutthroat chance. But there were a lot of decent chances being made. Alanga with a nice little sidewinder. Good save by Edison. Barley with a shot. A weak shot from the edge of the box. And again, Morgan Gibbs-White shooting, I think, was poor overall. But how do I feel about the game as a whole? 2-0 away at Man City. Not a lot of teams come out from the empty had with only a 2-0 defeat. Yes, the game did change on the sending off. But that's not our fault. It's not our problem. You can only play what's in front of you. And I thought there were some positive substitutions made quite quickly to get the wingers on. In terms, if we go back to the start of the game, if we look at the team selection, overall, I was quite happy with it. I was pleased that Warrell and McKenna had been dropped. My biggest concern, as I said in the watch along, was Tavares being at left wing back. It's just, I still, I think a lot of what I've said, and Simon Jones, if you're watching, that, that's the reason I was worried about this Tavares signing in the first place. But um, yeah, I, I thought, I'll be honest with you as well, I wasn't too impressed with Sangare. I'm going to call it straight. I know he's our marquee signing, but I still think he needs another game or two. And I'm pretty sure a lot of you would agree with me on that. But what I will say is, those people that were judging Montiel after one game, look what he did today. And when Sangare gets into the fold of it, I think he's going to be fantastic. I love the idea of a Dominguez-Sangare midfield after what I saw of Dominguez today. It was really, really good. So looking ahead to the Brentford game, well, well, we'll cover that off. But overall, how do I feel about the game? I'm not too disappointed. Um, I'm, I'm pleased that we kept it to two. Forest stayed 10th in the league in the top half. Look, that will probably change tomorrow because there's a lot more games going on tomorrow than there are today. But overall, I have seen City down to 10 men and still dominate the play, still dominate possession, and still score goals. And they weren't able to do that against Forrest in that second half. Yes, Haaland missed an absolute sitter, but he always seems to do that against Nottingham Forest. So I'm glad he's missed that. But I'm looking at this game now as, or well, it wasn't a free hit for me, but I'm looking at it as the type of performances that you can start to pick out now and you can start to form our starting 11. And that's what I think the most important takeaway from this game is. You can start to see who should be playing and who shouldn't and the partnerships that were forming on the pitch. Now, we've got to talk about Morgan Gibbs-White. We'll get into the ratings in just a second. Get your ratings in, guys! Exclamation mark rate, or the link is pinned in the chat. Get those in because I'm really interested in your thoughts, not mine. But I'm not disappointed. I'm not disappointed. But just a quick word on Morgan Gibbs-White. I didn't see too many tricks and flicks from him today. There's a couple of simpler passes which I liked, but his shooting and his dead balls are still woeful for me. But anyway, let's get into the player ratings and uh, keep those votes coming in. So, as we said, Forrest started... Oh, I saw the camera out. There we go. A little more, a little more. Sorry. That's too much. That'll do. Okay, so Forrest started in that 5-3-1-1 formation, and it really did end up being a 5-3-1-1. Man City did really push us deep, as we said. But we're gonna let's get the player ratings up and let's start with Turner. I've been so impressed with Turner from the start of the season. Was he even on my radar as a player that we should be buying um, in the summer? No, not really, if I'm being honest with you. 
but his performances have been quite good. Um, he wasn't stretched too much today. There was one free kick that he saved. But what I like about it, the way he parried the ball away really comfortably and out of danger. And for me, that's what what we weren't getting with Navas last year. When you make the save, think about where the ball's ending up. And he seems very, very good at that. So yes, he conceded two goals. He couldn't have done much about either one for me. I'm going to give him a 7 out of 10 for me for um, Matt Turner. I think oh, my voice, apologies again for the voice, but we're going to soldier on. So it's a 7 out of 10 for me for Matt Turner. Um, let's see what you guys have gone with. Not too far off. You went with a 7.2 for Turner. I think that's about fair. I wouldn't argue too much um, with you guys. Um, a lot of sevens I'm seeing in the chat. Get your individual ratings in the comments. I'm interested to see what you did do. And are you all in agreement with each other? And keep those votes coming in. Remember, vote from 0 to 10 per player. 6 being the average if they started the match. If they were a sub, the average performance would be a 5. Um, and then we'll do the man of the match together in a poll at the end of the stream. Okay, let's move on and talk about Einar. Einar, for me, has been an absolute revelation. Sorry, the voice is going. I'm, I'm so impressed with Einar. I think he's, he's one of the best signings we've had on a free. And he's just been absolutely brilliant for me. I, I had him down even when we were 11 on 11. For me, as potential man of the match early doors. And I probably still won't change my mind on that. He's got pace. He goes forward well. He goes back well. And he's always in the right position. Um, and I like him and I'm, I just, and this is still early days. We're only six, six matches into the premier league. Let's see how much more he can develop. Let's not overhype him. Um, I want him to develop at his own pace, but I thought he was really good today and he's an eight out of 10 for me on my rating. Like you giving sevens and eights in the chat Pat going nine and man of the match as well. Um, let's see what you've gone collectively though. You've gone for a 7.6. I'd say you guys are a little harsh on him. I've got anyone going as candidate for man of the match. For me, he's in my final four as an option there. So I've gone an 8 and you guys have gone a 7.6. Keep those votes coming in. Keep those votes coming in as they all count towards the final score. It gets updated live on the screen. But yeah, for me, Einar was really, really good. and. You just you just can't fault the kid. You can't fault the kid. What a signing. Who really had heard of him before he'd come to Forest? Okay, let's move on and talk about Aurier. I think Aurier was quite poor in his defensive marking, especially again for the second goal for Haaland. <coughs> Excuse me. He was nowhere to be seen on that at all. And yet he is playing slightly out of position. He can play as a centre-back. But I don't think I don't think he should have been in there. For me personally, the back four worked better once he came out of the team, and Niakate and Bolly were very, very good. Um, I just think he should have not lost Haaland as easily as he did there. I'm gonna give him a six out of ten for me, um, for Serge Aurier. Um but I'm bearing in mind, yes, he was out of position, but he is still he can play as a centre-back. But for me, I'm giving him a 6. And you guys have gone for a 6.4. Do 
Just while I'm updating the mini map for those of you guys who are joining late, please don't forget to hit that like button if you haven't already and make sure you're subscribed to Forest Fan TV. And uh, let's just say again, like 2-0 before the start of play, it's exactly what I predicted. Yes, finally, I got a score right for the Predictor League. But you would have taken that, wouldn't you, if we're being honest, away at City, red card or not, you would have taken that result um, at three o'clock. Anyway, let's move on to Bolly. Bolly for me all season has been really solid. Um, again today, not too bad. I thought I thought he looked a little more shaky in the three back before we went into the four back. But once we went into that four back, again, granted Man City were down to 10 men. Bolly was huge and immense. Um, he did get beaten once where I think it was Foden did him for pace with a bit of skill. But luckily for Bolly, Montiel was in there to recover, coming back from a long way back to get the tackle in. And I think I'm going to give Bolly, uh, I'll probably give him a seven. If it, if it was just based on the first half, it would have been a six. But I thought he stepped it up quite nicely in the second half. And I'm going to give him a seven out of ten. I'm sitting bloody hell. There's a lot of sevens coming from you guys in the chat. But let's see collectively. What did you guys say? 7.1. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, signing off. Uh, all right, Tony, you don't have to watch, bro. Seriously. Okay, um, so let's just get these scores on the board. So I went seven, and you guys as well went for a 7.1. Keep the votes coming in, guys. Keep the votes coming in. Okay, next to him was Nia Kate. I thought Nia Kate, who I love, started quite slowly in this match. I think he was at fault for that second goal. Um, because he was covering Tavares, because Tavares, I believe, if I remember rightly, was out of position. But you could tell he had some ring rust in him, and he shouldn't have got done um, with that ball in behind. But come the second half, he was just immense and huge. He really was. I think he's, he's one of the most important players we have. And now he's fit, he should not come out of that team for any reason. But he was definitely ring rusty in that first half. And I'm going to score him down for that second goal. So I think a fair score for me for Nia Kate. I'll say it this way. He was a five in the first half and an eight and a half for me in the second half. Um, I'm going to give him a six out of ten, kind of balance it out. But that, like only because I think he was a little slow and at fault for that first goal. Or partly at fault for that first goal. But that's my score for Nia Kate. You guys have gotten exactly seven. Exactly seven. So you're scoring him a bit higher than I did. Fair enough. Each to their own. Uh, let's get those scores up on the board for you guys. 7.0. Um, all right. So, all right. If if Tony's trolling in the chat, guys, uh, mods, just, just time him out. I'm too sick to care right now, so... I'll leave you mods to sort out what you need to do on there. Okay, so let's move on from there to Tavares. Tavares is one we need to chat about. Look, I, I said to you guys all summer, I've had my doubts about this signing. He's decent going forward, but defensively, he's shocking. He, he really is. And he was asleep very early doors for me. And that was at the start of the match. I just don't think defensively he's good enough. And, you know, you, and I said before the match, you probably would have started 
Einar on the left. For me, I would have gone Einar on the left, Aurier on the right, Bolly and Nia Kasse as a back four. But there was there was nothing he did that I thought was too good. Even when he went forward, it, it really smelt of the Arsenal performance he did at the City Ground in the FA Cup. He, he tried to do a ball roll with his studs, completely missed the ball, and then just like left the ball and then had to foul the guy. And I'm pretty sure he got a yellow card off the top of my head. I may be wrong. I think he did for that. But I, I just don't think he's the answer at left wing back. Now that Montiel's kind of settled in, definitely Einar for me at left back and uh, Montiel, who we'll talk about in a minute, at right back. I'm sorry, but I've got to call what I saw on it and I'm giving him, I'm giving him a three. I'd, I'd, I'd be even tempted to give him a two, to be honest. So I'm going to give him a three out of ten. He was one of the poor ones uh, for me in that game. What did you guys say? 4.13. So you've scored him a little higher. I actually think that's a bit too generous from you guys, if you want my opinion on it. Well, obviously, I do see that I scored him um, lower than you guys, but let's get it up on the board nonetheless, a 4.1 from you guys collectively. But he, he was, I would say he was the worst performance on the pitch for me personally. I don't know if you guys agree or disagree with that one. But let's keep the flow going. Let's run through this. And next is Mangala. Let me just find him here. Um, average. Average, if I'm being honest. Um, he had one cracking shot, didn't he? That, that blew over the, the crossbar. Again, shall I be honest with you guys? I didn't notice him too much. I don't think he did anything bad. I don't think he did anything like exceptionally good. He's kind of turning into a little bit of a froiler for me, just from what I'm noticing on the pitch. Um, I'm just going to give him a straight six, guys. I haven't got too much to say about him because I didn't notice too much of him, to be honest. So I'm going to give him a six out of ten, uh, just a straight up average scores. Keep those votes coming in. Exclamation mark rate if you want the link or it's pinned in the um, the live chat for you guys there. Um, and you guys went for a 6.3 with him. So we're not a million miles off at all there. Six from me and a 6.3 from you guys collectively. Okay, I do want to talk about my matey here, um, Sangare. I, I didn't like his performance today. I'm always going to be straight and honest with you guys. I don't think he was that good today. The slight concern I have about Sangare is he kind of looks like he can't be asked in the last in the two games I've seen of him already. Now, what I'm saying, what I'm saying is I'm not writing him off. He still needs, I'd say, two or three more games to settle in for me. But <coughs> excuse me. I thought he was a bit slow in the tackle, a bit lazy in the tackle as well. He picked up a yellow card as well, didn't he? And uh, I just don't think he's quite up to the pace yet, but I still expect him to be an absolute beast uh, once he gets going. So it's just, it's, does that make sense what I'm saying in terms of he just looked like, mm, I'm just here. There wasn't really any passion. There wasn't really any desire coming across for him. But I still fully expect him to be one of our stars um, of the season once he gets going. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna give him I'm gonna give him a five out of ten. Five out of ten. A below par performance for me for um Sangare. You guys have gone with a six out of ten. I'd say a six is too high. And you guys know how excited I have been about my uh Mangala, about Sangare. Um, but I think a six is too high. Now, do I see him working quite nicely in a two with Dominguez? Potentially, yes. But he's got to, for me, I want to see him looking like he's he's interested in what's going on, if that makes sense. And I haven't seen that, if I'm being honest with you guys, in the first two games yet so far. So I'm going to give him a five out of ten. Okay, let's move on to Dominguez. For, for me, a quiet first half. Again, I'm being straight with you guys, but that second half was a, probably the best midfield performance I've seen in, in the last six to 12 months. Seriously, it was, it's so impressive. He did to man, he was to us what Rodri was to Man City in that first half. He was phenomenal. His passing range was exceptional. He he was always finding pockets of spaces in between the lines. And and he looked, you know, the best thing about his performance is that he looked like he had time on the ball and he wasn't being rushed by any of the Man City players. And we're talking about one of the best teams in the world. Yes, I know they were down to 10 men, but I'll keep reiterating, even when they're down to 10 men, I think... Uh, that I've seen them turn teams over a lot. He had a, he had a pot shot in the second half. His passing was spot on. He dinked a nice little through ball over the top, which we should have done better for. And I just fully impressed with him. I may be going slightly overboard on my score, but it's because we needed someone like him who can put his foot on the ball and control. And this is the key word, dictate the tempo of the game for me. And that's what he did in the second half. And that was his first performance. I think it took him 15 to 20 minutes to get used to and get into the pace of the game. But then after that, he looked like he'd been playing for years in the Premier League. I'm sorry, I'm giving him a 9 out of 10. I'm giving him a 9 out of 10. Yeah, maybe it is a little bit overinflated. But um, everything that we showed you in the scout report on Dominguez, he kind of did in that game. And that's what I liked about it. But he's getting a 9 out of 10 for me. I was so impressed, especially with that second half. You guys got 7.8. Hmm. I would say, like, if you'd gone 8, I would have been like, okay, that's acceptable. Yeah, you guys are a little harsh for me. I thought, I thought he dictated that game so well. You guys... seven, 7.8. Hmm. No, sorry. Sorry, chap. I'm going to have to take issue with you guys there. Unless you don't think he played as well as I'm hyping him up that he did. 7.8 is a joke, says Simon. I agree. All right, so if you're not saying it's too harsh, make sure you voted to you know, get the right scores on the players. I hope you all that are saying it's harsh have voted. Yeah, Chuck, he wasn't good in the first half, but no one was. No one was. But, on, but honestly, watch back that second half and look how he dictated a Man City team single-handedly. He freed up the midfield for us to get forward. That's the point for me. That's the point. Maybe you guys think I'm a little overboard. 
but I don't care. Do you need to be a member to vote? No, the voting's open to everyone. So get your votes in, Kyle, exclamation mark, vote. Chakasani gave him an 8 out of 10. All right, let's um, let's get on to Morgan Gibbs White. He still can't shoot. He still can't take dead balls. Look, I, we put the video out on Tuesday about him. And I, I got a lot of stick for it. And I don't really care because I was speaking honestly about him. He's he's just... Look, I'm going to be generous to him. He didn't get as big a break over the summer as everyone else did. He still works hard on the pitch. He did less... I didn't see any of the flicks and the tricks today. So I'll give him credit for that. But can you really... Can you really, you know say that's a, something that should be done. He made a few more simpler passes, but his shooting is woeful. What you do have to give him credit for is the shithousery that got Rodri sent off. It was a nothing, it was a nothing incident. Every, you know, every other time something like that would happen, you'd expect both players just to get up, kind of one would pull the other up and, and get on with it. So you got to give him a little credit for that. He got into his face, got him to get his hands over his throats. He did, as Keith says in the chat, my God, did he swan dive it. It was a fantastic swan dive, I've got to say. So I will give him some plaudits for that. But I see him as the creative element in our team. And I see him as the guy who should link in the midfield into the attack and into the wingers. Now, it's a hard game for him to be creative in. And this is why I said I'd rest him for this game. Because you don't really need him ideally for this game. He's going to be more important to us for the Brentford match coming up and for the Crystal Palace and the Luton match. But that's why I would have rested him. But his performance on the pitch wasn't great, but I will give him a bonus point for getting Rodri sent off. I'm going to give him a 5 out of 10. A 5 out of 10 for me. And I think I'm probably being a little bit generous there. What did you guys go with? You went with a 5.4. We're not a million miles off. We're not a million miles off. I was hoping and I had a feeling he might get us a goal today, but he didn't. I, I wish if he does watch the channel, and I know, I actually do know that he does. I would like to think maybe he would watch back the video we did on Tuesday. Just kind of showing him the... Because what we did, for those of you who didn't see it, we compared um, his stats to the rest of the European leagues in the position that, uh, that play, you know, in a similar position. And there are still big gaps. And then I did a side-by-side -side with him and Eze. And Eze is still streets ahead of him. I still think he's going to come good. I still think he's going to come good. But I still have MGW goggles. I'm not going to lie. So take my five with a pinch of salt. A few of you saying I'm too generous. I, I, but I'm going to be. I'm going to be. Whatever. Okay. Let's talk about Taiwo. I thought Taiwo was fantastic in that second half. I really did. He really got into the Man City defenders. He really moved around. He probably hit one of the worst dinked lobs I've ever seen in my life, but I'll let that off. There was a couple of, of shinned, um, shin touches again, a bit of the old school Taiwo. And I don't think he was too much in the game in the first half because nothing was really created. Um, but yeah, a little bit of Bambi on ice for me. I think he could have done better with that dink. And then he got into Edison's face and tried to, uh, 
you, you know, get the old shit out three going as well. But I'd, I'd probably give him like a probably a six, six and a half um, for me. <coughs> Excuse me. Six, six and a half. So I'm going to say six and a half, but it doesn't quite fit on my screen. So let me put it down as a six, but I'll put it on the mini board as a six and a half. What did you guys do? Excuse me, you got 6.58. Okay, so ratings wise, you seem to agree with me. So I went six and a half and you guys went for a 6.6. We'll call that one there. But look, he, he causes so many problems. I just like the idea of once we get going against some of these crapper teams that we've got coming up, I do expect us to create loads more chances for him. And he's been so clinical with his chances. TC, great shout. Let me just have a quick sip. And I do expect him to be more clinical. I do. So we'll see how it goes. Okay, so that was your start in 11. Let's get into the substitutions. Um, I can't remember them. No, I can. Montiel. Montiel came on for um, Tavares. And talk about night and day from the player that played against Burnley. And I will shout us up and big it up on it because we did tell you after the Burnley match, chill, 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 chill. I thought second half he was up there with Dominguez. The Argentinians went all World Cup, didn't they? He was overlapping. His passes were spot on. He was linking the play really well. And he still needs time to settle in for me. I was thoroughly, thoroughly impressed. I've actually got him for me as a candidate for man in a match. Yes, crazy, I know. But his turnaround in performance was fantastic. I'm actually going to give him an 8 out of 10. I thought he was that good. That good. And the team looked extremely balanced. And in that back four, it looked very good. And let me just say, the, the energy and the desire he had to get back on Foden when he did Bolly, so he put a superb block in there to create an almost certain goal. It was absolutely brilliant, man. It was absolutely brilliant. And I've been really impressed with him today. Keith saying, love what I'm hearing about Montiel. Really felt for him in the Burnley game. Yeah, but Keith, as we said after that game, chill. Chill was the word for us. Yeah, I know there's a sub rule, but I if, he, if he'd started the game for me, he would have been up there with Dominguez on a nine. So I'm giving him an eight. You can say sub rule all you want, but that's what I've gone for. You guys have gone 6.91. Okay, you guys are definitely using the sub rule. Well, we're way off each other here. Way off each other. I think you lot forgot about how good that block was. It was a certain goal for me um, if he didn't do that. Okay, so then the next substitution we had was, um, it was a double substitution. It was a Langa. Oh, crap. It was Alanga and Callum Hodson Adoy. So let's start with Alanga. Um, the only the only criticism I had today of Alanga was he started off on the right hand side, and Montiel was making lovely overlapping runs from you know outside of him, and he was ignoring them. He was kind of cutting in a bit too much, and I think when when this shift changed and he moved and Cooper moved them around, I thought he got better. He had a great shot. Um, couldn't have done too much better with it. I think Edison made a good save from there. 
But um, what I want from him is to just get that awareness down. I think Dino mentioned it on a stream the other day. He kind of keeps his head around his feet. He's not really looking too much around his surroundings. Um, but um, I think overall his performance was good. He brought better balance to the team when he came on, especially uh, early second half when we switched it out 4-2-3-1. And he brought balance up. I think he just still needs to develop um, a bit more as a player and just watch his surroundings. So I'm going to give him a slightly above par score uh, for a sub. So I'm going to give him a 6 out of 10 uh, for me with Alanga. And let's see what you guys went with. You guys went with a six and a half. So again, not a million miles off on that one. And then that brings us on to Callum Hudson. Doy looks more confident today. <coughs> oh, man, I am so ill. Um, probably, probably more balanced in his performance for me than Callum than Alanga. Um, I think he kind of ended up out on the right-hand side. We were trying to double um, double load that side towards the end of the game. A lot of half, a lot of puff. I thought he was quite good. Um, another another six out of ten, so slightly above par for me um, for a sub performance. And you guys got about the same six point three as well. And then after that, Divock Origi came on. So let's get him up. Um, with Divock, I felt that he could have done better with the chance he got. Uh, let's just find him there. He created a decent chance on the edge of the box, but the shot was quite weak. And that's a position. That's a position that um, he's good at. He can finesse those shots there. But outside of that, I didn't really see too much out of him. I'm not really sure what position he was playing in. He was kind of coming in from the left-hand side. I see a few of you as well saying, where did he play? So I'm going to give him a sub-score of uh, 5 out of 10 for me, for Divok. Um, let's get that score up and let's see what you guys did. You guys went with a... 5.2. Uh, just a quick reminder, guys, please do hit that like button if you haven't already and make sure you're subscribed to Forest Fan TV. Sympathy vote. My voice is pretty much shut right now, but we must crack on. The show must go on. Now, in terms of the next sub, which was Chris Wood, I believe, didn't notice him at all. If I'm being frank and honest with you, didn't really create a chance. How long did he get, guys? He came on with 15 minutes to go. Yeah, I was against that substitution. I thought Taiwo was just about getting into his stride. Um, I'm giving him a five for me. Five out of ten for Chris Wood. And you guys have gone for a 4.9, basically a 5. But he didn't do much. I thought Taiwo was offering more and was being more physical with the Man City defenders. Yeah, probably a four with the sub rule, actually. You guys are right. So I would have gone, yeah, a four to me sounds um, right there. Okay, and then that brings us on to Cooper. So let's get Steve Cooper up. Um, overall, I still personally, as I said at the start of the stream, I would have gone with a 4-3-3. Um, and we ended up doing that in the end with, uh, with the changes. <coughs> Excuse me. What did he get wrong for me today? Tavares shouldn't have started. That one made my butthole pucker up a little. I thought overall his substitutions were actually really good. 
Um, most of them he got on. The only one I have an issue with was Chris Wood. For Taiwo, I would have kept Taiwo on there. Um, so I'd score him highly for the subs. I'd say that it was a bit too defensive. We we went out in that game showing Man City at the start way more respect than they should have done. Way more respect. But I think what he did well and what he coached them into doing quite well was to get in their faces a bit, rough it up and make it a bit of a dirty game because it was it was quite a heated game with a lot of beef going on all around the pitch. Uh, but end of the day, we lost 2-0. It wasn't 6-0. It wasn't 6-0. I'm going to give Cooper, I think, a 6 out of 10 for me. Um, got quite a lot right today. Got a couple of things wrong. Um, I think 6 out of 10 is a fair score for me. And uh, let's see what you guys went with. You went with a 6.8 for Steve Cooper. Okay, so let's do Man of the Match. And I've actually got to open the screen. Get your candidates in for who you would like to see as man of the match. Um, for me personally, it's got to be between three or four players. I thought there was a lot of decent performances. Uh, let me just get up the, give me two seconds. Like you saying Dominguez, I think Dominguez is definitely a candidate. I'd probably say Montiel. Um, I'd also say who else was I impressed with? Um, I thought Taiwo was good. I thought Niakate. I thought Bali was decent. I'll leave it to you guys. Who are the four you want? Let me let's get this started. So, man of the match. Uh, Dominguez. Um, I thought Einar. Einar, we'll put Einar in. I thought, as always, he was solid. Uh, Montiel. Oh God, don't say wood. The ref, come on. The ref was decent today, actually. Um, And let, let's check Bolly in, just for a fourth option. Okay, so, get your votes in for Man of the Match now. You've got the choice between Dominguez, Einar, Montiel, and Bolly. We'll leave that open for, like, a minute or so. Get those votes in. Dominguez flying out with a huge lead. Hit that vote. It should be in your chat screen if you can't see it. Einar and Bolly in joint second place. And Montiel with only 2% of the vote. I'm a little surprised um, at that one. But Dominguez, I don't think can be catched or can he? He's come down a bit, down to 84%. He was in the high 90s. Wow. You guys were really impressed with him, weren't you? He's down to 81%. Einar's now in second place with 10% of the vote. Bolly on 6% and Montiel up to 4%. All right, we'll leave the vote open for 10 seconds. Get the quick votes in if you have. If you've already voted, make sure you've also hit the like on the stream as well. 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. We're closing the vote now. And your man of the match goes to a well-deserved Dominguez with... 81% of the vote, which is absolutely crazy, crazy high. And my camera just turned off. Fantastic. Perfect timing, guys. We'll have to wrap it up there. The camera's gone. It's all gone to, <laughs> to pot. Uh, the camera's overheated. Please don't forget to hit that like button if you haven't already. 
I'll do this like Froyla the Ghost will close up. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow with Grumpy Old Reds as we look into the full match. And uh, yeah, I'm off to bed. I'll see you then. Come on, you Reds. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.